Hey everyone, welcome to episode 110 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. I will say that I'm enjoying it a lot better so far um, because I don't have to look at your big stupid face. You know what else is a big positive? What? I don't have to smell your breath either. Oh, great point. <laughs> great point. Derek and Steve present... He's like, I put pitching last on the list. I don't know why I'm pitching. It's the only thing I can't do. And Scott Rogowski goes, he, he, he says to Shaq, he goes, are you going to beat me up if I strike you out? We have an interesting topic to start with in the fact that it is me talking about it. Yeah. And not you. I say do it. This is your first time. All Good right. Luck. Everybody, I officially have Taco Bell news. Yes. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 110 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's happening? Back in the house. Back in the house. Um, I was away uh, this weekend and Monday, which is why this podcast is coming out on Wednesday. Mm. So we've we've this is back-to-back Tuesday nights we've recorded, but fear not, we are back in the studio together. Back in the studio uh, together. As opposed to doing um, a remote episode. Which, which test run, which went okay. Went okay. Mine, yeah. my... Uh, audio could have been better. Could have been we, better. Like we said, we didn't have a real mic for you, so... Uh, now the, this the, the next step. is a real mic. Now that's a real this. mic. Now this <laughs> is a real mic. Um, and the next step will be testing remote with a real mic to find out how that audio sounds. Because I think it will sound good. I'm pretty sure I listened to some podcasts that... Um, I think they. I think it's a common thing in podcasting that people do it remotely. But as long as yeah. they both have real microphones, it sounds okay. So yeah. So it's good to be back. Um, you look as ugly as ever. Yep. Same to you. Same to you. <laughs> Your so. hair is a mess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, but it's uh, definitely easier to do the podcast it when is we're both together. So for sure easier. Um, episode one ten. I was wondering whether you would say one ten or one hundred and ten. Yeah, you know, um, one ten saving the syllables. You know, yeah. I was I, I'm syllable counting today. All right, yeah. good. We got to keep keep it short. <laughs> um, we do have a. Uh, I don't want to say it. I was gonna say we do have a short episode. But <laughs> we whenever always, that, whenever that, we say that, it always goes book over it, an hour. Book it. We're out of here in an hour now. Keep or, or two hours. I should well, say. now they can see however long it is, and <laughs> yeah, it's definitely over an hour. I'm yeah, sure. we we have not learned to. To not talk about the uh, like, <laughs> but we have no guests today. Just BC update, yep. then sports, then yep. pop culture. Um, kind of a slow week in terms of yeah, big big items, but we do have a lot to talk about. So yeah. I think unless you have anything else before we kick it off, I don't think I do. I say we just kick Let's it off. Kick with it off. Everybody's favorite segment, the BC update. Got another dude. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right. Dudes to the left. Stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude. Heisman Trophy. Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude. O line, you bunch of dudes. All right, so there's Steve Adazio as we get closer to football season, but we start with a non-football topic, which uh, we haven't done kind of a while, which is a, a PSA sort of for a BC alumni event. Yeah, I feel like we probably should have been plugging this a bit more, yeah. and I don't know why we didn't, <laughs> but. The BC Gold Alumni Event uh, is tonight, if you're listening on Wednesday, uh, tonight at Tia's at 6.30 p.m. Yep. Um, I will be there. Derek will most likely be there. We have yep. a bunch of other friends planning on going. So yep. it's usually a good event. Yeah, it is. It it's is. just good food, fr- a couple free drink tickets, outdoors at Tia's, yep. and they rent the spot. So yeah. it's one of the only events that they just 
hand you. Yeah, they're just like, here's some drink tickets. For no reason. You don't have to listen to us beg you for money all night. Like, it's yeah. just kind of... Which I enjoy. It's, yeah. it, I wish there were yeah. more events that were just, hey, a bunch of BC people are getting together at this location. Yeah. At this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the BC alumni crew doesn't do that too often. So when they do, we like to support them. So we will be there tonight, Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. Uh, I think you yep. had to quote-unquote RSVP. You technically did, but I think last year some people showed up. Like, you just say your name at the at the gate or the, the entrance yeah. desk, and they'll give you probably a – they'll write your name on it. That's the on only difference. Or, Literally yeah. is the only yeah. difference is you'll not have a printed name yeah. tag. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. As long as I – you know, I think – I don't know. You might have to have donated at some point. Like, I, I don't know if there's a, they have another list or if they would literally just give let you in no matter what you say. But like, I there's mean, if, no you went, if you're a BC alumni, I think they let you in. There's I no guess, way they would yeah. turn away a BC alumni yeah, exactly. for this event. Yeah, yeah. Maybe exactly. like the Fenway event or something. Right, right, right. Certainly yeah. not for this, this one. It's like two drinks they give you or whatever. It's yeah. like it's they're not gonna yeah. lose much on that. So, uh, so if you're listening, let us know if you're going. We will meet you there. If uh, you're listening to this not on Wednesday, mm-hmm. you missed a great time. We had so much fun. <laughs> um, other than that, we. We won't harp too much on this, but um, another accolade for our future yeah. star running back, A.J. Dillon, uh, named ACC Preseason Player of the Year, which we talked a little bit about last week. I don't really – it makes me nervous when people put pressure on this our team. expectation gets put on the team in such a short time. <laughs> yes. So now Boston College is back, semi-back in the national spotlight, but, but people yeah. definitely know about us in the football yeah. community now. Yeah. Which is good – in college football, we talked about that. Yeah. It's, yeah, you you need to be thought to be good before yeah. you are it's, yeah. ranked. It's half the battle. High. It's half the battle is your image. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, we my other roommate and our um, I were talking about this. We you we want to be the team that you get looked over. Like FSU should be like Boston College is an automatic win. Yeah, what's behind them? Yeah, or Miami yeah. goes BC. We should beat them. Who's like yeah. what's our big you, game? You want to be that. Um, to an extent, obviously, like that's not where you want to perpetually be. But this season, we need to still have some of that in us yeah. because otherwise, you get to the the grunt of that schedule, and Miami's coming in here. And if Miami's got us circled on their schedule, it's a lot harder of a game to win. Yeah. Um. So we need to like we need this to be the last year that we are that, but we need to be that. This Correct. Year. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. This is the year where we can absolutely beat teams that don't take us seriously. Yeah. And go really, really. And hopefully, far. you know, if we're if we're six and zero or five and one or whatever in that Louisville game, for instance, hopefully Louisville's saying, "Yeah, they didn't play anybody, so that's why they're six and zero." For instance, you know. And then um, next year we can be once we yeah. break into this year we can yeah. be all hype. I'm yeah, fine yeah, yeah. with with them. Get a season un- under 10. your belt yeah. in that standing of like you know I'm, I think I mentioned last time ESPN ACC power rankings has BC number four behind the three yeah. obvious ones: exactly. uh, Miami, Florida State, Clemson. And uh, not in that order. And so if BC solidifies himself and, fi- and actually does finish as the fourth best team behind those three this year, then you've actually yeah. got that under your belt. And next year, I want to be, you know, considered the, a team that is going to make a run at dethroning one of those teams. Because you, you know what happens when you don't when you come out of nowhere and people don't yeah. expect it altogether. Yep. yep. You get recruits. UCF. Yeah. You become UCF. UCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you true. become the, the but, people that. But, do everything. I mean, we have a better schedule than them. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like BC does that, and they actually have a chance to stay there because yeah. they get the recognition. You know, BC has a UCF season. They're in the college football playoff because they're an ACC team. Yeah. You know, UCF can go twelve and zero, and people are going to ignore them. Because or fifteen and zero. Yeah, or fifteen and zero, and people are going to ignore them. Um, that doesn't happen with BC. So if they come out of nowhere and can get that recognition, um, it carries over for them year to year and can and continue to build it. And it gets them better recruits when they've already been doing pretty good recruiting with bad re- with bad results yeah. in their seasons. So, so it's a it's a big season for us. Yeah, hopefully, 
we have the right amount of hype. I don't want to be an overhyped team because that's we're flirting that, with overhyped. we're flirting with overhyped, <laughs> right and that, that is bad news for any team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we want to kind of be, if anything, underhyped. But um, congrats to AJ Dillon. Everyone, he seems to be on everyone's radar. So yeah, he and he, and he, I don't think is overhyped. I mean, he was he was incredible last year, and he's a physical specimen. I don't expect him to be one of the people that's overhyped. I think the team as a whole. You know, we still need to prove that, like, Steve Adazio can manage a game. And, like, you know, there's a lot of things that are unproven about this team. I think A.J. Dillon's one of the sure things to be yeah. very good again. It's just I think the rest of the, you know, it takes an entire team in college football to be able to um, be at the level that people are are projecting B.C. to be at. And so that's where the pressure lies, mm-hmm. I think. So um, so that's it for the B.C. update. Derek, do you have anything else to add there? I don't think I got anything else there. Nothing All right. Else. Then should we move it along? I think we should move it along. Let's move along to sports. The Monster Jam. All righty. So sports. Um, this story was is kind of old now. <laughs> we sat here trying to figure out if we talked about it last time. I don't think we did. I think it happened like right after maybe our last podcast. But uh, the Kawhi Leonard situation finally came to somewhat of a surprising end, where the Toronto Raptors swoop in. And say we'll take him, we'll take Kawhi, yeah. and you can take our all-star player back in return. And so, um, the Raptors and Spurs make a swap. They trade Kawhi Leonard for Demar Derozan. There might have been other small minor pieces in that trade. There's I don't, one more yeah. person going to the Spurs. Spurs yeah, so uh, but kind of like a no-name, just yeah. a throw-in. So yeah. essentially, it comes down to Kawhi for Demar Derozan. Um, really, really strange. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know what to think about this trade. I mean. I know. What's your first thought? My first thought is I know what Toronto's thinking. Mm-hmm. They're thinking LeBron has left the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a very good chance now of even though we're not a very good team, I think they know where they stand in the mm-hmm. in the grand NBA scheme. Mm-hmm. They're probably eight yeah. between eight and twelve. Yeah. But in the East, they can easily be one or two, mm-hmm. um, if yeah. not three or four at the at the worst. Mm-hmm. So if you add a superstar, you are now one of this is going to sound bad, but one of two superstars in the East. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If you, if you want to even consider, like, yeah. Kyrie a superstar rather yeah. than just his team right. chemistry. But if you're talking about, like, top five, like, MVP candidate players, it's Kawhi Leonard, really, and maybe Giannis at this point. Yes. In the, in the East. So, yeah. And that's, and that's it. I mean, as far as, like, the really, you know, I, I think Kyrie's a star player. I don't think he's a, you know, top five in the league player yeah. like Kawhi Leonard was when he was last fully healthy. So, yeah. So I, I get it from Toronto's perspective, and I I mean I kind of get it from the Spurs perspective. Oh yeah, like you got to get something, and they yeah. got Demar Derozan. I totally, which I, is crazy. The Spurs, I think the Spurs make out great in this trade because of the leverage situation they were in. Yeah. Kawhi, we talked about this before. In what's an increasingly players' league, Kawhi decided he didn't want to stay in San Antonio, and San Antonio is now screwed. And so, um, I think getting Demar Derozan back, who's under contract for three years, he's an All Star player. Demar Derozan is not the transcendent star that brings you to a championship and definitely is not bringing you to the, to a finals in the Western conference right now. But this is the San Antonio Spurs. Like the Spurs are a model franchise that have, you know, like, you know, obviously they had Tim Duncan for a while, but the Spurs didn't have like the high flying superstar LeBron James type player ever really like for them. And they were winning championships for years and years and years. DeMar DeRozan is a piece that will fit right into that. If they get the other pieces in there too, you know, like if they draft well, if they rebuild this thing, DeRozan can be a veteran player in that mix for them. So I think it's a good I think it's a good acquisition for the Spurs to get DeRozan. It's just Kawhi obviously like is now one of the best one of the top two best players in the East and that's that's great, but you know, 
I do look at the subtraction of DeRozan, and and so you have to factor that in with the addition of Kawhi. And so yes, Kawhi is definitely better than DeRozan. Basically, how much better is Kawhi than DeRozan? Right, and I think he's significantly better. But is he better enough that they are like better than them getting swept last season by Cleveland? You know, and I know it was LeBron James, but the rest of that Cleveland team was not that good, and they swept the Raptors last year. So um, you've also and you've got the Celtics getting back healthy. You've got Philly who's improving. You've got Giannis and the Bucks, who are, you know, even even Giannis will maybe still be the best player on the court in that in a game between those teams. So from the Raptors, I just don't know, and it, there's almost no chance he stays in Toronto. No right? I mean, like we, I know we said the same thing about Paul George and yeah. OKC, but this feels different to me. This and, is a little different. I mean, yeah. this is much more like mope. He's so mopey, he, and and he his agent basically is the one who said to everyone like Kawhi wants to go to L.A. Paul George, we talked about this before. Paul George kind of leaked out. It was like everyone thinks he wants to go to L.A. Yeah, he's from L.A. You know all that stuff. I just don't see Kawhi staying in Toronto. This and was handled with the way Raptors. more poorly than yeah. than Paul George's, which it, sure. which is hard to imagine. Cause yeah, that was still I was still very upset about yeah. that. But and and the thing is, so I I will say, I will give a little bit of credit to the Raptors here because I need because we need teams to to be willing to do this though. Yeah. Because like I mean, if you look at the Paul George situation last year, it's it's awesome that OKC was willing to do that because that yeah. saved that situation. I think it's uh, like, like to your to your point. I think it's. Awesome for both sides. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's the East is a little bit more competitive. Yeah, and we need that. Yeah, like we've been that's true. we've been that's harping true. on NBA parity for a long time. Yeah, and at and least it, yeah, it's, well, at least it's not. And and no offense to you, but like yeah. it was going to be everyone just waiting to see who the Celtics played in the finals. Yeah, and I know that's yeah. not a given, but yeah. that's how no, that's everyone is thinking. You right got you got to go baby steps here. Like if you're going to fix NBA parity, you're not going to say, okay, let's find a team that can beat the Warriors, right? That's not going to fix NBA parity. Yeah. That's going to give you a new Cleveland Golden State matchup, which it was looking like it was going to be Celtics Warriors was going to be that new matchup. And and I, I still think that's the favorite to be the matchup, but, mm-hmm. um, but you start somewhere, you say, okay, let's put a team here. That's going to give the Celtics a little bit harder of a run in the East. And then, you know, now LeBron's in the West, and so that's going to make it tougher yeah. for the Warriors. So I do think that we've inched closer to parity. Now, it, it's 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 ironic that that happened because the, the best player in the world left the East and went to the West. But somehow, I do think that increased parity a little bit because now there's competition on each side where you can say, okay, give me some teams that can give the Celtics a run for their money to make it to the finals, and give me some teams that can give the Warriors a run for their money. And I think there's, there's teams on both sides. Yeah. Like, I think... The, the teams you can put together that are going to challenge the Warriors are not something you just laugh off. I think the Rockets took them seven games this year. Yeah. And then you got you know, the, the Thunder, the, the you know, obviously retained George and Westbrook. And LeBron is now in, in L.A. It's like with a bunch of young players. Yeah. So it's like I think there's some there's some reason to be hopeful that parity is on is on the horizon for the NBA. I yeah. think at this point. And it'll be nice to finally. I mean, we had LeBron for a long time in the Celtics, but to have a superstar in our time zone again, or at least yeah, close. Like yeah. we hadn't been able to watch. I have, I have probably not watched one <laughs> golden state warrior game, yeah. a regular season NBA game, my entire yeah. NBA career besides yeah. the Celtics yeah. or when they play someone like yeah. the, the, on Christmas day. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I, I think it'll be nice to have a regular stable of people in our time zone. Yeah. Cause I we've agree. been lacking in some good NBA regular season matchups yeah. and the West is just out there playing playoff games exactly. every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, uh, so yeah, so I think it does it does good for the league for sure. Like DeRozan is a lower profile star. San I think Antonio, San Antonio right. is a spot for him. I think he'll thrive think, there. Yeah, and uh, and you know the other weird thing about this trade was that they both appeared very unhappy about it. <laughs> DeRozan was very betrayed. He felt by by Toronto because they had said he wasn't going to trade him. And Kawhi, the reports started coming out that he has no interest in playing in Toronto. Now, obviously, he's going to play there, but 
Um, it is just a, a little bit of a unique spot, but you like to see it because players just have so much control now. It's like lately they just get to decide whatever they want. So um, it's good to see a little bit of reality check for some of them and just go play. You're under contract. Go play your season and then yeah. worry about everything else later. So um, so that's Kawhi to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, other NBA news, uh, Carmelo has been bought out and everything. He apparently might be going to the Rockets. I don't know how close that is. Have you seen? That seems to be the theme yeah. among the NBA community that he's going to go to the yeah. Rockets. I mean, he's going to have to play off the bench somewhere or yeah. be a starter at, in Orlando. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you, he, he doesn't have the star power anymore, so he needs – and he doesn't want to come off the bench. He's, yeah. he's, he's very it's, stubborn in that It's way. a catch-22, yeah. and he just needs to – Except one or the other, you either yeah. can be a six man for the for the Rockets. Just do it. Just like do it. You are you can be an offensive six man for the Rockets. Like he would be a great six man. Yeah, he, he's a good. He's still a very natural, one of the most gifted scorers that has ever played in the NBA. If we're talking about purely scoring ability, um, in his prime, he's obviously an elite elite scorer. He's never been a good a good defender, and, and you're not going to start on an NBA championship team when you have to play the Warriors if you don't play any defense at all. You know, unless you're James Harden level good. You know, yeah. and so. Um, just go, just go, Carmelo. Go to Houston. Just be their sixth man. It'll make again. It's going to make a better challenge for Golden State if they have to deal with if Carmelo is in more a, more of a limited role off the bench scoring. It's like that's what he's meant to do at this stage in his career. So no, what we should be doing what is talking to his father in law. Getting we should be. getting in touch with Melo. Yes, I agree. Is he still his father in law? Or they are, no, I, Lala yeah, and they Carmelo broke up, right? broke up. But I'm so. sure he still got his number. Yeah, can, we can just get, text him. Like, hey, these guys said to go to Houston. Okay. Yeah. Like that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> that'll work fine. Uh, so we don't um, know where Melo's going to go. Yeah. Honestly, probably by the time the next podcast comes out, it'll probably yeah, he'll be somewhere. Yeah. and This will be old news, and it won't really be big news either. Yeah. So. It'll be boring. It's news. just Melo. Speaking of more boring news, <laughs> um, Isaiah Thomas days after. Yeah. Uh, Signing with the signing Nuggets. with the Nuggets, yeah. a, a good young team. Yeah, um, probably a good spot for him to I be agree. too. Completely agree. Yeah, says he would have loved to come back to Boston if they gave him the call. Yeah, which seems harmless from it from most players. Mm-hmm. From it, it's just so annoying. He just cannot <laughs> let it die. Like he cannot let it go. He cannot let yeah. go that he had one amazing season. Everyone loved him. Then got traded. Got hurt. Got hurt, got traded, whatever order it was in. Yeah. Had a terrible time with the Lakers. Had a terrible time with the Cavs. Just mm-hmm. couldn't get back on the horse. Yeah. And he's still telling people how great he is. He's still. I mean, that's yeah. how you have to do it if you're if you're like a really small scorer yeah. who's not not a quote unquote typical superstar in the NBA. You have to promote yourself. But he is just he just can't let it go. Yeah. So um, I don't fully agree. Uh, so I've agreed with so I, I've already, I've said before on this podcast I think Isaiah's been talking too much I think he really should just just be quiet and let his let his play do the talking I will say this was like an Adrian Wojnarowski article so like I don't think this is like Isaiah tweeting like I, well, he didn't tweet it's like it's this isn't fully Isaiah being like hey everyone look I want like I want to go back to the yeah. Celtics I'm still a superstar so for me I think you know so so I, I've up till this point totally agree with everything you've thought about Isaiah. I've, I think kind of the opposite in this situation. I, to me, this is, this is like Isaiah finally coming off of that a little bit. Interesting. Because so because you know bring yourself back a year ago, the comments that were, that were riling most people up were him saying I might never talk to Danny Ainge again. Yeah. Like, are you serious, Isaiah? Like, you're not going to talk to Danny Ainge again. Like, you're not Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. like, he traded you for Kyrie Irving. Like, it's not like you were. 
you know, so I think people thought that he was taking that way too harshly, and he did. He took that way too harshly for a long time. Um, the fact that he would call Danny Ainge back and ask about a potential return, to me, is clear he's not going to start, right? I mean, it's yeah. clear he wouldn't start well, with Well, do Celtics. you think this is a product of him not being able to sign anywhere? I think potentially. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I, I think that, um, do I think that him, his poor market, I think might have hit him as a reality, like that, you know, damn, I have to sign for a better minimum deal. Um, so I, I do think certainly that kind of brought him down to earth. I think that the the whole thing about coming back to the Celtics, to me, is the aftermath of that. To me, it's like, I, I don't see him as being a kind of like not giving it up anymore. It almost, to me, feels like he's turned the page on that. And it's like, if he would be willing to come back to the Celtics with Kyrie Irving still here, like, to me, that's like... I don't see that. I can't can't yeah. see that working. Because didn't one year ago he said he wouldn't go anywhere where we wouldn't start? Probably, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then and, and he also you know said right after the Celtics traded him, he was like, you know, teams make moves, and then a year later they admit that they made a mistake. He's like, that's what the Celtics are going to be doing. Like he was very yeah. very on the like, this is the wrong move. Like you're going to pay for it. And so it turns out to be so, the most right move. It ever was made. very right yeah. move. Yeah. And so and, uh, and and, you know, a lot of Celtics fans were split on it, too, at the time. Like, it's easy to forget, you know, yeah. he did have an amazing season for, for whatever that was worth. It was like at that time, it was like this guy is one of the best players in the league. Um, so anyway, I generally agree with. The, Isaiah needs to shut up. He needs to shut up yeah. and just play because I, I think he's a good fit in Denver, and I think that he I can get back on track in Denver. I mean, you're right. It's probably probably reading too much into just a quote that he was asked. He answered it. Like, yeah. Well, so it was a little more than that. I think he might have helped to get that word out. I'm certainly not going to say okay. that didn't happen, but because he should like. Yeah. I, I mean, this and this doesn't make news, which is probably the reason he didn't yeah. say it. But he should just say, "I play for the Nuggets. I'm excited yeah. to get started." Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Boom, true. Done. And that's not him. Yeah. So, like, and I agree. <laughs> I wish that was more him. Um. But yeah. So I mean. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a weird spot. It's a weird it's, thing, like when you're because now his new players hear yeah, that his, yeah. his new teammates hear that he yeah. would have gone to the Celtics if yeah. they offered him anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. So instead, we signed yeah. him for veteran minimum, and he's gonna. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm interested to see what else comes out. Like, cause I, I also don't know when, cause the story came out like yesterday. I don't know when actually he caught he that. I don't know when it was reported that he actually had discussed with the Celtics because it could have been before he signed with Denver. You know, he might have actually called the Celtics before he signed with Denver to see, you know, because because I imagine he didn't sign with Denver and then call Danny Ainge, you know, that, that wouldn't make any sense. So I, I think before he signed with Denver, he might have called to gauge that. And then the story can't leaked out later. Um, so I don't know. Either way, I think um, I am erring on the side of not getting on him too much for this. I'm obviously biased because as as a Celtics fan, I want to give him all the all the benefit of the doubt because yeah. I didn't like the way that ended with him, and I think that he deserved better mm-hmm. as a Celtic. You know, not as not in the national view. I don't really think he's earned he earned worldwide NBA fans respect or anything. But for the Celtics, I think Celtics fans did owe him some respect, and I I, I want to see him be back on good terms with Celtics fans. I think so. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it with this. What what happened the other day? So. He also so I've got the direct quote here just to kind of yep. put it out there. <laughs> Before finalizing the agreement with Denver, Thomas had reached out to Boston GM Danny Ainge. They talked for 15, 20 minutes. Thomas says he told Ainge, if the opportunity is there, I would just like to let you know that I'd love to come back. Shit, I'd, I'd have gone back. I don't hold grudges. <laughs> he holds grudges. He definitely <laughs> holds grudges because <laughs> like, the last two he years have said, been, I don't, he's, <laughs> I don't hold grudges forever. Is what I, he or said. he should have said, <laughs> I don't hold grudges when no one else wants me. <laughs> yeah. When no one else wants me, yeah. then sure, yeah, we're buddies again. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're right. We're kind of split because it's like yeah. – First of all, 
I, I don't want to be rude, but who cares anymore? Yeah, like yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He's going to the Again, Nuggets. Needs, they're, he, yeah. they're he needs to be, prove it first. He needs to go back out there and get his career back on track before he brings more undue attention onto him. Because, like, that's just – it's been hurting him in the public eye. and he needs So he needs to know to stop that. Um, what I would be curious to know is how much of this he intentionally had get out there, you know, versus, yeah. like, versus, you know – because it kind of does change, and I know it's the case with every modern sports story, but it kind of does change the complexion of the story if you figure out how it got out. You know, it's like, I, this is a little bit hard to believe that I, nobody in Isaiah's camp would have let anybody know about this, but if you can imagine it, like, imagine Isaiah just makes a private call to Danny Ainge and, sa- and checks in and says that. Yeah. And then he doesn't tell anybody, and then the story gets out. It's a little bit different, because it's like, he that's not a move to try to bring attention to himself. It's actually just like... Hey, you know, I was probably too hard on Danny Ainge, and like I actually like that franchise. Yeah, and, you know, let me see what what he's up. You know, because maybe I can be a six man for that team, be better than being a starter for a team that I know is not going to win. You yeah. Know? So well, let's let's hope it's that yeah. one. Not, uh, it not could. I, I'm not yeah. saying it is. I'm just saying I, I would be interested to see more of how it got out. I know we won't see that, but um, but yeah. So either way, I we'll see. I hope he has a good year in Denver. This I won't be the last year of Isaiah Thomas. So I don't think I'll it will. Be. It definitely yeah. will not be. So um, any other thoughts on NBA basketball? No. No, no. So let's season's move. a couple months away. So so we've got one tight little story um, from MLB Baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how many people have uh, saw this, but Gary Sanchez and the New York Yankees played the Tampa Bay Rays last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Gary Sanchez, who's their usually overrated catcher, yeah, I agree. usually injured catcher, yep. um, supposed to be really good, just is having a very bad year, had mm-hmm. One of the worst nights in MLB history. Yes, he just had a bad game. Very, he had a very <laughs> bad game. So, first inning, man on second. He's he's catching. The Rays players on second. A ball gets by him. He starts to jog towards it. The guy goes to third. Continues going through third. Gary Sanchez then realizes, oh no, he's oh, going he's home. Him. Grabs the ball, throws it. The guys w- beat beat the throw at home. He scores from second on a wild pitch that that he didn't hustle. Yeah. Later on. He does get an RBI in the game, so it, 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 that one equals out. Later on, it's bases loaded, bottom nine, or top nine. They're playing it at the Rays. S- they're down one run, bases loaded. Mm-hmm. He hits this chopper to this, the second baseman or shortstop. I can't remember which. They they try to get the guy out at second, like a force play at second. Mm-hmm. It's Aaron Hicks beats it out. He was running on contact, safe by a mile. Gary Sanchez, however... Thought that he was going to be out, didn't run to first. Notices that the guy at second was safe. The Rays player, I think it was Willie Adamas, makes a nice play. Notices that Gary Sanchez is halfway down the line to yeah. first. Easily guns him out at first. Game over. Game over. Like Could have tied the yeah. game. In the run run the had already crossed the plate, but yes. but you're out at first, so the run doesn't count. Game Correct. Over. Game over. Yeah. So if he had just hustled. W- w- did, did you One see, out of two times. Did you see the stat cast thing? I saw it afterwards on the game. He, they, his run to first was like a full one point one seconds, like slower than his average run to first, yeah. which is like one sec, a full second on a run to first base is like a long, long time. Yes. Like, and so it's very clear that he was not running. Yeah. So he could have, if he, if he hustled twice, they would have won. Yeah. If he yeah. hustled once, they at least would have got it to yeah. the bottom of the ninth or yeah. got, gotten to extras. Yeah. Exactly. Um, instead, he. Doesn't hustle at all. Gets bashed by everyone. New York yeah. fans are very fickle, and he's been yeah. having a bad season. Well, d- yeah, does, that one's deserved. deserved very from, deserved. From last night. Um, yeah. And then immediately goes to the DL. Yeah. He is now on the DL. I don't know if it's a punishment DL trip or yeah, a right. actually pain DL trip, but yeah. 
Good riddance, Gary Sanchez. Well, he only came back kind of recently, right? And yeah. they have been skidding recently. So I don't know. I mean, that's it's. I don't know who was catching for them. Romine, maybe is, they, is he a catcher? Well, he's the next. He's yeah, the next so one. Yeah. So maybe he was playing well. I'm not sure. Like I mean, either way, it's like the Yankees were. The Yankees have slipped a lot. The Red Sox have a six game lead now in the AL East, which yeah. is like, it feels like yesterday they were neck and neck for the whole season. So yeah. And um, fun fact. The Rays have beaten the Yankees five games in a row. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty. Are they mm-hmm. getting close to the Yankees? Or, like, they must be they're, less than 10, right? They're I about think? three games. Yeah, less than 10, but about three yeah. games above 500. Okay. And the Yankees yeah. and Red Sox had an unbelievable first half. Right, exactly. So they're yeah, still yeah. pretty far behind. Yeah. I can check quickly. But yeah. um, that's just a quick note on Gary Sanchez and how much he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Gary Sanchez is a bum. So uh, anything else for sports? That is it for sports. Oh, geez. The Rays are 19 games back of the Red oh, Sox. Really? Of the Red Sox. So that's 13 back. So of the 13 Yankees. back. To the Yikes. Yankees. I thought they must have. Had and the Rays a few are 51 and 49. Yeah. They're two games above 500. Yeah. Although, so I, they must have had a little bit of a skid at that point because two above 500 is still obviously good, but I don't think that's like division leading anymore because we, we were talking about leading yeah. some divisions, but still, you'd think they'd be in the hunt at least, you know, to be yeah, able so to So they wouldn't to be leading up. any divisions. They'd be within two games of one. Two, yeah. three, of four divisions. Yeah. Well, the last time I checked, the, the National League, I don't think the National League had any teams with 60 wins the last time I looked. They, they currently don't. They don't have any teams with 60 wins. They don't have any team with 59 wins. That is, yeah. So that, that shows you how top-heavy in the AL it has been this year with the this Red is, Sox. Mariners. This is how many teams have 60 wins in the AL. One, two, four. Four teams, yeah. Four and teams the Red have Sox have, what, wins. 71, I think? 71. And the Astros have, like, 66 or 7, right? The Astros have. Oh, the Astros are. Where are they? Oh yeah, sixty six. Sixty six. So yeah, 66. like the, no team in the NL has fifty nine, and and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's seventy one and sixty six. So it's like, it's unfortunate for the Rays to be in that mix because the yeah. teams in the AL have just been so good this year. Well, another thing we can talk about this another episode is um, they're looking at expansion sites. They want to bring in a couple more teams. Um, and I, I had the list out here. It's everything you'd expect. It's yeah, like yeah. Nashville. Portland, mm-hmm. Toronto, yeah. or uh, Montreal. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so there's some there's some room to get these things moved around, which would be nice. Because and also maybe expand the playoffs if they do that. Yeah, I mean, I'd because definitely expand the right playoffs now. I mean, this is just AL East gripes, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, there's no chance. Yeah, there's yeah. no chance it's, for small market teams, yeah. especially yeah. very small market teams, yeah. to compete in the same division as the two biggest markets. Yeah, in not just baseball, but sometimes all of sports. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, it's crazy. Know. And, 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 I mean, yeah, and the teams in the NL are, you know, fringe teams in the NL are dealing with the same thing, too. I mean, look at what the Dodgers, the Dodgers just went out and got Manny Machado. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you know what? Sure. Like, we'll get rid of our prospects because prospects don't matter for us. Yeah, I, I exactly. Mean, I mean, that's hyperbole, but it is it is what teams like the Red Sox and Yankees and Dodgers and teams like that can do that the Rays can't. Is Everyone everyone just looks at free agent spending and saying, like, what how much money can you give a free agent? It's not just that. It's being able to give up your farm system. And if the Rays give up their farm system, guess what their team looks like in five years? They lose 100 games yeah. because they have no one to fill in their team because they can't sign the big money free agents. So the trades are a big part that people forget about a big market team is that they're able to make those trades and still survive them. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, it's a tough year to be, in particular, a tough year to be yeah. I a mean, small market AL team. I mean, the, the Sox are playing out of their mind. Yeah, I mean, the Sox are yeah. like it's, you, they're an outlier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, any any other team in that season. division. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm not that mad about it. They're, yeah. they're playing out of their mind. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for the MLB. Unless you have anything else to say, I don't think we covered the All Star game, but 
Who cares? Nah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, actually, I don't. I don't want to go into this, but I do want to mention it because maybe we can touch on it in a future episode. Because we actually didn't talk about it at all, and I think we could have, probably just because of the timing, was this whole Mike Trout situation. Oh um, yeah, that's worth talking about at a later time. It's not time sensitive, really. It's just with him being the star of the league and being the person he is, he for some reason was getting criticized for like not publicizing by the MLB by the MLB, which is like it's the weirdest story. Yeah, and he and came so, back with like a very eloquent yeah. Like just you know, I'm the type yeah. of person I am, and I enjoy playing baseball as hard yeah. as I can. Yeah, and it's like I'm not gonna sell out. Yeah, for, and the Angels had a very yeah. similar statement, so it's like, so yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that at a different time, but I thought that was a very interesting story um, with a weird dynamic between baseball and their best player. Like yeah. it's just it's strange. I mean, they they, I can see both sides of it. No, no, I can. Yeah, yeah. Because he really doesn't. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not. I mean, I mean, it. it May just look like this because we're East Coast yeah. and he's West Coast, but yeah. he's not endorsed by all this crazy oh, no, yeah, cool yeah. He's stuff. Definitely he's not. not going on yeah. like the the talk shows and doing cool stuff. Yeah. He's just not in the news. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just to me, it feels so so weird for the league to call him out on it. It's like it's such a strange dynamic that we haven't really yeah. seen with other leagues. I think so. they're just backpedaling because they know that they've done a terrible job marketing of everything, marketing yeah. everything, <laughs> yeah. especially the greatest baseball player to ever to play the, to maybe the game. ever live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So. Um, so yeah, there's uh we can talk about that at another time probably in more detail if we have a episode where there's nothing going on, we need to talk about an existential crisis in Major League Baseball, which that is. So And everyone's going to side with Mike Trout. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, cuz everyone loves Mike Trout. So. Everyone loves Mike Trout. Um except the league. Which by the way, that's part of the reason why. Like when athletes get very in your face, people stop liking them. Yeah. It's like uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll again talk about that every time. So, uh anything else on sports? That's it on sports. All right, he brings us into period number 3, which is pop culture. All righty, so pop culture. Um, I'm gonna let you kick it off. You got you 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 basically know all three of these topics. So I'll let you introduce all three of them. Cool. I'll, I'll chime in on what I want to say on so them. So this weirdly has a lot of meaning to me when i heard this was coming out i got very very excited um a kimbo slice movie slash documentary is coming out um here's a cool tidbit do you know who will be playing kimbo slice i've learned who's going to be playing kimbo slice i don't know this person's name but you will know when i point them out you don't know their name okay then you uh, wouldn't know their name either i don't right okay um I don't know. <laughs> it is the you know Black Panther. Yep. Oh, it's, it's the bad. No. It's the like Snow Tribe leader guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah and he yeah, looks yeah. exactly like Kimbo yeah, Slice. Right. Right. Um, wow. Nice. Yeah. And I was uh, I don't know if Kimbo Slice was a a national phenomenon, but he was he was from Miami. Um, when we were in high school, he and YouTube had was just oh, coming yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. His he literally was a homeless man who would. <laughs> fight people yeah. for money yeah and he would dominate he, be, yeah. he became a ufc fighter yeah because he yeah. was so good he was just a street fighter and would fight in backyards he would hit, hit, tackle people for money and he yeah. just became this phenomenon among like that jackass culture you know mm-hmm. like johnny knoxville and that whole crew mm-hmm. and kimbo slice was right there with like this weird violent video like yeah. kind of harmless kind of funny but kind of rage worthy of yeah. like an angsty eight, eighth grader yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was awesome. He was a hero. I, I I can say it truly. Kimbo Slice was one of my heroes. Yeah. And when I heard his this movie's coming out, I got very excited. Yeah. 
did you have a similar experience so growing up? This is the first I heard of it. I actually didn't see the news that the movie was coming out. So the obvious answer is no, I'm not as excited as you are. I do remember Kimbo Slice growing up. Um, I wasn't as into it as, as you as just described, maybe because of the Florida element to it, that he was from there. Um, but I... So I would say I'm kind of excited. Like, now that you've explained it to me, like, I, I definitely want to see it. Um, but I, I wasn't, like, you know, going crazy. I hadn't even heard of it, really. So, um, but it's, it sounds very cool. And it sounds like, uh, you know, being from the same thread as all that other stuff in that era with Jackass and, and everything that was, like, kind of that style. Um, whatever the documentary was about Jackass that we watched, like, the, about that whole crew, was a great. Like, it was, it was, it was yeah, awesome it's, and it's nostalgic just, watching yeah. it. And so while I can't right now be like, oh, I'm super pumped for that. As soon as I started watching that thing, I bet you I will be very nostalgic about it. So I think I'm for that reason. I'm definitely I definitely want to watch it. I think sure. we're going to the theaters to yeah. watch it. When, when is it out? out. When I don't know. Out? I think it just it just got announced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the guy uh, who's going to play it, his name is Winston Duke. Winston, I would not know. Which that. is a power name. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, yeah. So Winston Duke <laughs> is playing Kimbo Slice. Nice. How about Winston, that? Winston Duke. Yeah. Um, no, no date is set for release, but um, if you're of age in like mm-hmm. the mid twenties, you know who Kimbo Slice is. Um, passed away when he was forty two of, mm-hmm. of heart failure and, and liver failure. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. Would love to, uh, Kevin Ferguson, Kimbo Slice. Um, so yeah. just get there pumped for that, Kimbo. Get Kimbo. The, the movie. I hope it's named Kimbo. That would be great. That would be, be great. Or Slice. Or Slice. slice that, either one. Either name. Would or be great. Kimbo Slice. That so. Yeah, but that's ranked third. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know. I why, can't tell which is. I would like it better: is Kimbo or Slice? Probably Kimbo. I think Kimbo too. Yeah, I think Kimbo. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Next on the list, I've got a cozy book corner. Oh, all right. Um, we still need a uh, <laughs> sound effect right. for cozy book corner. I know. Uh, we'll get we'll get on that. <laughs> uh, I just finished Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. A popular uh, title. You've probably heard of it. If, I've heard if, of if, it. If you have no idea what it's about. Um, there's a movie out. I've never seen it, but the book's about 250 pages long. It is hilarious. It's basically really? drug-fueled, alcohol-fueled Vegas debauchery trip among two psychopaths. Um, it's just two guys. One of them's on a job. One of them's the other's attorney, and they just literally try every single drug you've ever heard of. They just abuse every substance known to man and then see how it goes. I mean, it's a fiction book, so it's like goofy and funny and yeah. Impossible things happen. Um, but if you're looking for a quick, fun, very clever, just thrill ride, this is a good book. All right. Um, so I highly recommend it. I liked it a lot. It's not for everybody. It's certainly like a, it's more like grimy and, and mm-hmm. it's two guys on every drug known to man in Vegas for, for a couple days. <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of crowd. Yeah. Um, but I liked it a lot. It's very fun. 86% Steve Nicholas avocado. All right. I'm not certifying it guac because I feel like that puts a stamp on it and yeah, says, like, yeah. read, everyone read this book. And this is more of, like, a this is a fun read for you. But this is a fun read if you've yeah. got, like, like a trip somewhere. you got, yeah. like, a six-hour flight or a three-hour flight back and forth, yeah. and you just want something that will yeah. kind of keep you entertained. This is a good right. book. Cool. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. All right, there Hunter you go. Thompson. There you go. So uh, just short of certified guac, but doesn't mean you shouldn't read it if you have uh, if you fit that description. So uh, last topic, uh, you went to Indianapolis. I was in Indianapolis, yeah. beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, beautiful Indy. yeah. or as they they call it uh, in Indy, 
Cindianapolis. Cindianapolis. That's <laughs> yeah. dangerous. Risque. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a very boring little town. <laughs> it's brand spanking new. Everything is brand really? new. Really? Yeah, very clean, very wide streets. Um, everything is underground. Hmm. So if you want to go to the mall, you go into the mall, and then you can walk underground to, like, the shopping center. Then you can walk underground to the convention center. Hmm. So you don't have to – It's because it gets very hot in the summer and very yeah, snowy yeah. in the winter. So – um, big, big convention center town, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. a lot of hotels. Yeah. Very easy to get around. Very small downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lucas Oil Stadium. I took a tour of Lucas yeah. Oil. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Honestly, one of the cooler stadiums. They've had I've a few Super Bowls in. there. I think for that reason, probably it's they probably commit to the Indy 500 race car theme. Really. So hard. Really. And I kind of respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a race car fan i've yeah. never been like a, a nascar fan they commit 100 percent in this stadium and in this city and yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see yeah the whole stadium is just this industrial complex there's mm-hmm. steel bars everywhere there's race cars hanging from the yeah. ceiling <laughs> um everything is just very gritty and like yeah, metal yeah. um but it's really 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 nice nice um here's my hot take though i have a hot take on the pacers because okay. we saw a uh, bank it's called bankers Banker's Life Fieldhouse is the name of the Pacers <laughs> a weird basketball name. stadium. Very yeah. weird. Um, Pacers have the best swag in the NBA. Currently best swag in the NBA. Interesting. I haven't seen all their swag, but I do. I did like their uniforms. You should like, see I really their, their home uniforms are like that cool futuristic like yellow or dark yeah. blue, and it has like the angle chops down yep. the side. Yep. Their old school jerseys are the Hickory jerseys, yep, yep, very yep, very old yep, school. Yep. And their like third or fourth jersey is, a, race, is the, a racing stripe. Yeah, that's great. It's like a checkered stripe down the side. Yeah, it's, those ones are awesome. It's just a very yeah. very cool. I walked into the pro shop. I was like, I want to buy everything here, <laughs> and I hate the Pacers. Yeah. I actually have no uh, no opinion on the Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's sad that they're not that great, but yeah. they've got Old Depot, Sabonis. Yeah, they were interesting last year. They came out of they kind of came out of nowhere. It's great that Old Depot has been good for them because everyone kind of kind of gave them a lot of crap for that trade with Paul George sending him to Oklahoma City and getting back um, Oladipo and Sabonis. Everyone's like, these are two bums. Like, what are you guys doing? But those are actually very good players for them now. So yeah. it's uh, it's really good to see Oladipo get get his career going in, Indian, in Indiana. Yeah. Another um, small, warm take, the WNBA swag for the Pacers is also top, really? top notch. Wow. The Indiana Fever, the All Indianapolis right. Fever. They've got like an old school Jackie Moon logo. It's like a nice. ABA ball and like yeah. a, a funky like F for Fever. Yeah, highly recommend checking out their swag if you're a, if you're a sports swag All right. fan. All right, grab yourself a Indiana Fever. You said In- Indianapolis. Indianapolis Fever. Fever. Indianapolis I gotta Fever. say a sticker for the bucket. All right, nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Go Fever, baby. <laughs> um, all right, so Indianapolis sounds like a good time. Anything else you want to say about uh, Indy? Um. No, it is a very average town. All right. Yeah, check it's it good out. No, brave there. reviews. <laughs> brave reviews from Don't Steve. go out of your way to see it, but the if you're there, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um, all right, final drive. You want to go first? Or you want to go second? I want to go second, Derek. You want to go second? All right, I'll go first. Um, for me, I'm going to review a couple of places I went over the weekend. Um, so this guy, this, this guy named Charlie. Okay, that's how the story starts. He uh, <laughs> he owns a few restaurants in Boston, and my uh, dad and my uncle, who work for a construction company, have done some of his restaurants for him. So uh, he, he every year he takes my dad and uncle and their you know whoever else they want to bring along um, out you know to his restaurants for like a night out basically. So um, we went to two of the three restaurants he owns, which are 
uh, the Real House in East Boston, and Pier Six in Charlestown. I, I don't know if you've been to either. I, I don't remember you ever saying you've been to either. I've never been to either, but they don't even sound familiar. They're like, not super of... popular, um, but they're they're all, they're great. I'll get to them. The third restaurant he owns is Miha. Um, oh, Miha Cantina. love Miha. Yeah, so that was so Miha was his first restaurant. And I'll do. A Why quick... don't we get free stuff from Miha? Well, so time. so I hadn't met this guy until until this weekend. So oh, now perfect. if now if I see this guy at any of those bars, I could go up to him and he would definitely give me free drinks. I don't think I'm at the level where I can be like, hey, I know Charlie, and they'll be like, bring the drinks around, you know. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but so I'm doing it. <laughs> but, uh, but so quick funny story about Miha. He had this designer he really liked that he wanted to design Miha. And uh, this was before he even owned a restaurant. So it's his first restaurant. He's nervous to meet this designer. He wants him to design his restaurant for him. He walks in. He hands him the proposal. And Charlie's original name was called the Grasshopper's Tequila Bar Hmm. because there's a weather vane with like a grasshopper on it in Faneuil Hall or something. Grasshopper's Tequila Bar. The designer takes the packet, looks through it. He's like looking at at the proposal, hands the papers back to Charlie, says, I'm not doing it. And Charlie's like... Charlie like, came all the way over this guy to like propose him. He's like, "What do you mean you're not doing?" It? He's like, "I'm not building the bar named Grasshoppers Tequila Bar." He's, <laughs> he's, he's like, "He's like, if you come back to me with better names, I'll consider doing it." <laughs> and so, and so eventually, the guy agreed to like start designing it. But Charlie had to pass all the names by him, and eventually, they settled on Miha, which is like a endearing father daughter term or something. Okay. So it was like a interesting story there. But uh, Real House and Pier Six, real quick, very cool because Pier, Pier Six was built first. It's in Charlestown. It's kind of like hidden away in an area that people don't know like there i walked through like a park in charlestown like past the charlestown bridge past the navy yard there's like no one there on like a saturday at six like beautiful day huh it's like a park on the water there's no one there um i'm looking it up you walk around pier six is like not huge good restaurant good drinks um oh wow yeah they have yeah so so it's like not not too big of a place it's fancy the the cool thing about it if you now look up real house the which is across the water in east boston Mm -hmm. Um, so Charlie owns both of these places, and there's a water taxi that goes between them for free. But literally like, across the like river. literally right across They're the river. Right it's across, a, the it's river a other. less than ten minute water taxi ride, and they it is free if you go to either of those establishments. You get on the water taxi for free. They bring you to the other place. They shuttle you back and forth between these two bars. The Real House is much bigger and newer, um, and is also a very cool spot. But again, it's in East Boston. It's not yeah. like a hopping area. So. Uh, I highly, highly recommend if, if anybody's looking for like a new place to try. Um, these two places are very cool because Which they're is not. Better? Uh, I think Real House is better. Real House is better because it's newer primarily. Um, but Pier Six does have more of the right on the water feel because it is literally on a pier. Yeah. Um, Real House is on shore, but it is like a very nice waterfront view. Real House is literally um, one stop away from us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blue Line is very quick to get there, and so like you can go to Real House, and also the to if you it's like a twenty five minute walk over to the Charlestown location too for Pier Six. So it's it's um they're both very accessible. It's just they're not in the hotbed locations that everyone kind of frequents you know so oh, it looks really um, cool there's a so yeah. tree in the middle of it <laughs> yeah exactly two trees in it yeah it looks really yeah. cool so, oh the real house yeah the interior of the real house is awesome like uh the the, the ceiling is actually a big upside down ship is like the design cool. um so it's very cool so uh check out both of those places that's my uh final drive there just i went there over the weekend thanks again to charlie for taking us out uh and showing us those places and kind of treating us there so uh go to those places check them out because they're uh definitely hidden kind of hidden gems of boston so cool there you go i like it um so that's a long final drive i'll try to yeah. make mine a little quicker uh, are we coming up on one hour probably no no actually we're good right, good 47 um i saw isle of dogs over the weekend all right uh it's the new wes anderson movie it's stop motion um but it's really really unique um so if you like wes anderson or kind of like cartoony fun little almost like a pixar style movie um i highly recommend it 
it's for a for a stop motion film the scenery and just the visual effects are amazing like it kind of jumps between like uh it's kind of hard to describe but purely stop motion and then a little bit of animation and then a little bit of like drawing cartoony like it 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 uses art within the the movie very very well so if you're a visual person you like almost like um the Revenant, if you love The Revenant for the scenery, this is very similar, just purely art form. Right. Um, it's very heavy on Japanese culture. Um, the movie itself is kind of just whatever. It's just a boy looking for his dog, and the dog's being banished. The movie itself is kind of stupid, but the, I'm giving it a high rating because it's you're just enthralled. You're just yeah. watching this entire movie waiting yeah. for the next scene. Yeah. Um, this, the music is really good. The sound effects are really good. Um, so if you like Wes Anderson, it's, de- it's definitely a, a style of film. He's, he's very consistent. I highly recommend it. I give it 84 Steve Nicholas Avocados. All right. Also not certified guac, um, but I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan, and this yeah. is definitely the best one of his yeah. movies that I've seen. Nice, nice. So two things that aren't certified, but uh, both things that you would still recommend for someone to – they're looking for something. If you're looking for something, give it a shot. Give know? it a shot. So – there you go. That's uh, that's your final drive, and that is episode 110 in the books. Um, so that's it for 110. We will not be doing next week. I mentioned to you I'll be away next week. So uh, yeah. So the week after is going to be – we're getting close to – We're getting to, close to last, yeah, last podcast together. Yeah. So uh, so we'll have to – we'll discuss that with you guys. But So we're, no plans unless I figure out some, some way to train you and get – we'll probably won't be doing it next week, um, but then we'll be back the week after that. So mm-hmm. – Uh, That's it for 110. We'll see you guys whenever it is next episode for 111. Later days.